In today's 365 Mrs. Sitter show, we're going to take a look at these multicolored, lots and lots of different labels within Planner. Uh, we have uh, a new, was it video only meeting stage experience? We'll dive deeper into that. And there's some stuff about forms that, that kind of helps us to make better use of them. Let's roll that intro. The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, yeah, Daryl, I'm, I'm excited about the forms uh, announcement. I will be covering that one. It has got me terribly excited. Hello, everyone. And uh, welcome to episode 184 of the 365 Message Center show. Hello, Daryl. Um, hey. Fabulous intro hey, um, you did there. Well, thank you. Thank you. And look, please do not spend too much time on that forms announcement. That forms. No, I'm, I need it. It's it's going to be about 10 you want minutes. It? You and want listen, deep dive on. Uh, people are like, what in the world's going on? You will, you will see or hear, depending on. Um, I, let's start the top of the show, though, with talking about talkback is that okay if hmm. we if we kind of definitely so this past yeah. week we uh started a what we temporarily that may become permanently be called the talkback show on clubhouse which is a a, a new app right daryl do you want to tell the the audience what the clubhouse is and what we did just briefly you know and how we engage there sure um, today, it is an app on iOS. Um, it will be available on Android. And the goal with Clubhouse is it's about having an audio conversation with as many people who want to join. Uh, but you can manage your audience. So think of it as in this club, you can have three or four speakers. They've got the right to, to talk and discuss things. And um, you can raise your hand and say, hey, I'd like to contribute to this conversation. And the people facilitating the clubhouse will elevate you to be able to ask a question or make a comment and join the conversation. It's, it's quite amazing how it's caught on and that it's filling a gap that uh, allows people to be more interactive with uh, the audio side of um, a topic or a discussion. Yeah, and we we actually kind of had uh, a great discussion. We kind of had uh, two topics that we brought up that we're actually going to discuss in this episode. But we brought those up, and people came on stage as the um, as the way some say on, on Clubhouse. We we brought them up, and they could talk and they ask questions and give feedback, whatever. And and it was it was a great conversation. So we mm. are going to plan another one. We're going to have that uh, this week. And we're going to plan on doing that around the end of the day on Thursday evening, uh, work day, uh, Thursday evening, uh, which is Friday lunchtime for you, Daryl, right? Correct. Yeah. And so it is invite only. The the app is. Um, so uh, if you don't have an invite, then you could probably, you know, hit us up um, on Twitter. We'd you know, if we have one, uh, and we, you know, we can throw one out. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, just be looking out on Twitter and, uh, Facebook and whatever on, on the three, six, five message center show, we will, uh, put out the schedule like, and you can download, actually, you can put it on your calendar and, 
and join us. We'd love to have you there. And, and it, yeah, mm. it's more interactive than this is right. We can have people in the yeah. chat room on YouTube. We can, but you know, it's more interactive. People ask questions. We can, we can get, and it actually helped for this week, uh, for me, in fact, for this first topic that we're going to bring up, um, yeah. it, it definitely helped me kind of understand it a little bit, uh, and get more perspective. So, um, you know, it actually was, was pretty, pretty darn useful. So I'd like to jump in it if that's okay. Go uh, ahead. Uh, this is, uh, this message is add up to 25 task labels and colors in planner and task in teams, MC two, four, one, three, four, nine. Uh, this is rolling out late February to early March. And really, they're touting this as something that gives better flexibility for you in Planner and Task and Teams um, to categorize your content, to flag it, to um, really give, uh, you know, give that clarity to people in, in multiple buckets, basically, using these labels and colors. Mm. And um, originally, when I started thinking about it and having a conversation with Daryl, you know, it's like... You know, that's got a lot of colors and a lot of labels. Uh, what What is going, you know, do people really need this? Uh, that many? You know, I was thinking a dozen, okay, I can kind of see that. But 25, that seems a lot. So we talked about it on the uh, Talkback show uh, on Clubhouse this past week. And we just said, hey, anybody, you know, what do you think about this? And fellow uh, Microsoft MVP and... Regarding 365 author, Joanne Klein, uh, who often is in the chat room as well, um, it came on stage and mentioned that, you know, she has seen a need in her clients for more labels and actually, you know, welcomes this change. Um, and so from what the thing she said, I was like, wow, OK, I, I am 100 percent perfectly willing to admit when I'm wrong. Um, maybe, you know, maybe this is something that's a welcome change and it sounded like for her and her clients, it will be, um, what is, what do you think, Daryl? 25. Yeah, 25. Like you, I, my initial reaction was, wow, that, that is a lot. And when I was thinking about the different colors across the spectrum, 25, it, you quickly get into a space where some colors look very similar. Um, so I had wondered, is this is yeah. how what are these labels going to look like but um knowing what planner can do and that there's various different ways to organize content and tasks um buckets are, are the common way to do this uh, of course assigning content to people you can change the views but it's labels and their colors that transcend across all of those different ways of of organizing content and so with 25 of them you've got more options to um, to filter things down into certain different um, priorities. Uh, maybe you want to have five or six of them instead of just high, low, and medium. Well, um, that, and that, Daryl, yeah. I think that's the important part is I was looking at this going, why would I want to have 25 labels on a single item in Planner? And that's not the point. The point is mm -hmm. having 25 options. Yes. Right? And so in colors. So mm. that that's that and actually hearing, you know, yeah, there are people and a lot of people 
uh, it seems, that uh, would be welcome in this change. So here yeah. comes uh, late this uh, late February is when it starts, early March finalizing. So it may be something that you already have. So uh, check that out. The next topic we have, Daryl, is our uh, headline uh, for this mm. week. Um, so this is the new video only meeting stage sir take it away yeah this was another topic that we put to the clubhouse as well um it, it was interesting to see it land in the community um this is uh message mc241581 uh, and just just to explain uh what this is to start with um your meeting stage when you join a meeting and you are sharing content or you have your video turned on the stage is what you will see, where you will see the video gallery when people have their video turned on or when someone's presenting, you'll see that content there. That's the stage. Now, people join a online meeting. Sometimes they turn their video on. Sometimes they join without their video and they just join audio. And this feature, uh, <laughs> it was uh, put into production and into action without the message. That was the first thing they called out was, oops, we're sorry, we didn't tell you about this. Uh, it's it's there now, uh, but we thought we'd tell you a, a bit more about it. Um, it is going to favor, or it is today, excuse me, favoring people who have their video turned on, they will be within the stage. And so if you have joined audio only, you're not going to see your initials or your, um, your picture, your profile picture sitting there as a tile um, echoing every time you speak. Um, as an audio-only participant, you'll be bumped down to that lower level uh, underneath the video gallery. And even if you're an active speaker, you will still remain there. Uh, Daniel's uh, showing just a, a couple of screenshots from the message. Uh, so for those in the podcast, it, it does uh, show a video gallery, and there is no one there who has their initials appearing but what one thing that is a, a bit different or not quite correct about this is uh, we don't see the uh, the bottom gallery view where people might be down at the bottom who are audio only participants um, and that's the key thing that you'll be bumped down there now one of my first reactions and, and i'll ask you about this soon too daniel is mm -hmm. Uh, I still found it useful that even if someone was an audio-only participant, at least if they were on the stage and they were the active speaker, I could see who was speaking. I could see the um, the little echo behind their profile photo or the initials. I could tell that that was the active speaker. And we're not going to get that anymore. They're going to be down there at that lower bar, and it's going to be less of a hint. What What did you think about that? Yeah, and, that, and I think that's what really came up in our talk back conversation around this topic was we're, we're not going to be able to tell who's speaking very clearly before you're exactly right their initials or you know would be there and they would have that little echo circle around them and it, and it would you could see who it was uh, mm. I think it's going to be more difficult to see who's speaking if they don't have their video on and you have nine other people you know in with the video there I I I just don't um, and, and it happens often. It happened this past week where people were talking and I was having to like, who is that? That's saying that, mm -hmm. um, 
So it is something that I'm not a huge fan of, to be honest. Uh, we'll see how adoption runs and see if, you know, they tweak it a little bit. But I just don't, um, just don't like the not knowing who's speaking, even if it's just mm. initials, right? That's, mm. that was kind of the, my point there. So, yeah, exactly. I, I, this is, this is the thing that meetings have become so important. They're, um, even more so a daily part of our lives and mm -hmm. anything that makes it easier for us to direct our attention to people is good. Mm -hmm. If this is just an aesthetic play to try and make the stage look better and have people there for video, even if they're muted, that's yeah. nice, but I would rather know who is speaking. And I'm sure there are a, a, you know, plenty of others that would feel the same. Uh, there's another thought I have too around spotlight. And, mm. you know, we spotlight a person who is an active speaker if their video's on. Uh, I think we could spotlight a person even if they didn't have their video turned on. I wonder how that behaves now. Yeah, and, and the other thing I was thinking and uh, was how will this affect people with their video? If you have mm. nine people in a meeting with their video on and then there's others that don't, uh, but I'm always, this, this is me, I'm always on the screen, even though I'm not speaking and I don't even in, intend to speak, I'm probably going to turn my video off then, right? Um, because I don't want to be on that stage the whole time. Let put the people who are speaking. So it, it is something that I th think it could possibly have a negative effect on the collaboration and the in the engagement of, of mm -hmm. you of the people in meetings just because i do find value in that video i do find value yeah. in seeing people's reactions and and I, I find value in seeing people's backgrounds and seeing their you know what's going on in their house i mean you know just getting their personality and understanding mm -hmm. them i think it's very valuable but um if mm -hmm. i'm always going to be on the screen even though i'm not speaking so, um, yep. not, a, not a huge, so fan that, of that one. in terms of timing, you've got it right now. And yeah. <laughs> we'd be interested to hear your, your thoughts, uh, about this change too. Yeah. And, and whether you would like some change back <laughs> in the other direction, yeah. Daniel, um, let's hear about this, uh, forms update. And remember, I've given you a, a sort of a limit that you can't go on this one for too long. Yes. Microsoft forms, increased form limits, MC two, four, one, seven five zero this uh microsoft forms current currently limits users uh and groups slash groups depending on how it's uh, tied uh to 200 uh forms and quizzes so you can only have 200 of those and you can also have 200 polls well this is talking about you're going to have an increase a doubling of those you're going to be able to do 400 forms slash quizzes and 400 polls. Um, the the change is another one here. It's already been rolled out to first release customers. Thanks for the notification forms. Um, the change is rolling out to everyone mid March. So here in just a couple of weeks through the end of March. Uh, the, I like this. How will this affect your organization? It says you may want to let your users know. That doesn't tell me yeah. anything about how it's going to affect my organization. And then what do you need to do to prepare update internal documentation? Do you have uh, internal documentation that tells people how many forms they can create, Daryl? 
No, look, I'll be a little cheeky here. I leverage um, the support or support.microsoft.com articles via learning pathways. So if Microsoft keeps it up to date, then I'm up to date. Um, I wonder if, I haven't looked on this one, but I wonder if they have updated the support article. I do not know. I have not looked. So <laughs> yeah. um, th that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Now, we'd like to do some quick mentions now, right, Daryl? So uh, yeah. how about what are, what's going on with meeting recap? I haven't seen it. We were promised mm -hmm. it. I haven't seen it. So tell us. Yeah, well, if you remember, everyone, meeting recap, it was mentioned in the last Ignite in September. Um, goal here is that it is to uh, let people find the meeting recording easily, um, the a transcript for the for the meeting, and it's all there together in the chat. And this is something, I guess, I think it's available too also for people um, who are just joining the meeting um from outside of your organization. So it's still all there. Uh, this has been delayed. Uh, it was supposed to be rolled out. Where are we here? Um, was previously going to be rolled out by the end of January. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be rolled, begin to roll out early March and it will be complete early April. Um, and okay, it's going to make it easy for us to find all of those kinds of assets and the chat, the recording, the transcript. Um, but perhaps this is also tied in somewhere with the updates we've seen recently uh, to where the recordings are being stored in OneDrive or in SharePoint. Yeah, we we talked about this. Love the idea bringing all those collateral together because meetings are now more than just an agenda. Uh, they mm -hmm. used to be just an agenda, right? You get together in a conference room and talk. Now we have recordings and notes, and we can get transcripts and. Um, PowerPoint and all that right there in the recap. So, um, so that's great. It's just been delayed. And I, I don't know how you, and I didn't really, we didn't really talk about this, but I don't know how you feel about these delays that are not really being communicated until they are getting updated. Um, meaning we don't know they've been delayed until the message shows up saying, oh, we delayed this and um, sorry about that, but here's the update. Here's here's when it's going to be. I just feel like, you know, as soon as you know it's delayed, it would be really nice to tell us because um, mm. I'm sure those in the chat will, will say, because uh, we've heard it, hey, we've been waiting around. When, when, when are we going to get this? It just makes it even worse. Uh, yeah, because that yeah. that feeling of when is it going to hit my tenant? Well, they can't tell you exactly. Well, now not only can they not tell you exactly, they're not delivering it. Period, <laughs> in the time frame that they said they would. And so, if you went back and looked, meeting recordings uh, or meeting recap, let me go find it. Oh, well, mm. it says it should have already been rolled out. What? Where's it at? And then we get told, you know, a few weeks later. Oh, by the way, we didn't do that. So I, yeah. it just yeah. makes it a little more difficult, I think, for those change agents to really help with uh, people in the organization. That's my, that's yeah, my I've, I've heard, well, I've heard the other comment too, that um, it's great that that Microsoft's announcing a, a number of these different features and updates, mm -hmm. um, but it's almost like they're queuing them up and then there's a lot of bumping in terms of delivery dates. And so, yeah, it's, 
putting it out there. Look, I think we'd rather know what the change is so that we can start planning and thinking about it and digesting. And good to know when they can't deliver it at the time that they said they would. But yes, if if they can do that a little bit sooner. Well, we've, we've had these conversations with Mike and the team before, and they always ask us, which would you prefer? Would you prefer to know about the announcement, know about the change uh, in advance more enough to where you can prepare, but we don't give you a whole lot of detail? Or give you all the detail, but you don't have as much time to prepare. Mm. And and so there's a balance there. But I think what I'm saying with this is after you've already announced it and given all the detail and you know you're going to slip, like you're not going to meet, you're not going to start rolling it out when you say, or you run, in, run into bumps along the way, you need to immediately tell us so that we're not sitting around mm. people going, hey, I need that meeting recap thing. Yes, that would have been great. I'm planning on doing it because I got a big meeting in February. It's supposed to be done in January. I'm going to have it. And it never happened, right? Um, it's going to be delayed. So that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's just let us know in a little bit more. I, I think more and more people are paying attention to this, paying attention to these messages and the timings. and Which is great. Yeah, which is, which is wonderful. Um, yeah. So anyway. Well, tell us about this next one, Daniel. Um, some changes around OneDrive. OneDrive for Business announce 250 gigabyte upload capability, MC241870. Um, if you have ever run into this problem where you have a very large file, you know that the upload limit right now is 100 gigabyte per file. So if you have a, a file that's 101, gigabytes or even 100.5 you can't upload it uh, to onedrive in sharepoint well with this change which is actually available now we got no uh, warning on this one although i'm not sure how much warning we needed but um, now we're able to do 250 gig uh, files up to onedrive uh, and sharepoint uh, sharepoint with a little p so not entirely sure what that is, but uh, anyway, um, the the message has a, a small case P, not a large. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is it's pretty simple. It is uh, able to upload those files. Uh, you do need to pay attention to your bandwidth and location and network traffic and all that may have some uh, dependence dependency on that whether or not that file can get uploaded quickly or not. Um, it feels like this is the clubhouse episode, but because um, <laughs> we're mentioning it so much, but I was on a, uh, the SharePoint and OneDrive team, some of them um, are having uh, a regular clubhouse meeting where they just kind of get on there and they talk about whatever the, the latest SharePoint OneDrive uh, teams things I think come up to, um, to, you know, what, what is the latest this week? And then they answer questions and I, you know, this came up and I said, I, I got a question and, and I asked, is this a real thing? Um, is it, is there a really a need for this, um, for people to have 250 gig files to be uploaded to OneDrive? Mm. Is that really a thing? Um, and I, I mean, it's great and all to make more flexibility, but is it is it something um and to to something that you had said to me privately before and well not privately it's just off air was that well there's not that much more of a limit to the size of the the 
uh, site collection anyway. So you upload four of these files and you're done. So is it really mm-hmm. a need? And the answer that was given by a couple of the OneDrive team members, engineering team, and was that, yeah, um, as we're getting more and more people doing video processing, uh, sharing externally with, with those that may be producing their videos and such, you know, hitting... And it's not that 250, really. It's There's that previous 100 gig. It's once you get to that 120 gig file, for instance, well, you couldn't upload it to OneDrive. So you'd go to some other service and upload it to share it out. So, you know, they're increasing it to allow that flexibility, um, drawing files like AutoCAD and such like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, and one thing they said was they uh, can see the telemetry, seeing files sitting there, uh, in the sync folder where OneDrive is that can't upload because they're over 100 gig. And so they see the telemetry that there are files like that. Um, so they said, yeah, it is a thing. I'm like, okay, I, I'm fine. I'll, I'll take your word for it. What do you, what do you think, Daryl? What do you think about files that large and organizations, you know, I, do you think it's a one-off thing or, you know, not a one-off thing, but do you think it's a regular thing? Or do you think it's more of a every once in a while maybe happening? I don't know. Um, of that size, like um, I, I do work with with video files, and I don't often get to that size uh, to try and share that. In fact, my preference would be if I was going that large that I would use a specialist tool for that. Um, there are tools out there that you can use for reviewing videos and upload it and get all sorts of um, you know, comments that you can add at certain points in the video and they're far better tool. But I guess if you don't have access to that and you're wanting to use what you have, mm-hmm. then OneDrive's the way to go. So 250 gigs, nice to know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you don't have four of them that you have to share with the client mm-hmm. uh, and, and send them up. Uh, what I do find interesting, and um, maybe we don't really need to clarify this so much, but when they said that they have telemetry that they can see there are files that are waiting that have hit that limit and can't be synchronized, um, I would say that a telemetry is only saying there is a file mm-hmm. and it is um, at that limit. It's not going to give them telemetry on what the name of the file is, the inside of the file. No, yeah, no, who, exactly. Sort of it was just, you know, I think it's more of, um, you know, across the spectrum, we can see that there's you know, 5,000 files right now mm. at this point that are over the 100 gig limit that need that are waiting to be uploaded. Now, you know, and this was supposed to be a quick mention, which we've turned it into, <laughs> it's not, but um, sorry about that. But it could also be something like a known folder move, uh, something you yeah. have mentioned before, Daryl, that, you know, that it may be something that people don't really want or, or desired to upload, that maybe they just saved it on their desktop you know, in, in windows. And now that they've done known folder move, all of that stuff is syncing to OneDrive and they didn't really think, Oh, I, I need OneDrive to sync this 150 gig mm. file. But anyway, yep. for whatever the reason you now have the ability to do 250 gig, you just can't do it too many times. <laughs> all right. Uh, the last quick mention, which is uh, another OneDrive one, but it won't be very that long uh, as we just no. took, right? 
Yeah, yeah, keep in, keep in this one quick. <laughs> First, delete dialogue alert for OneDrive files, MC241752. It does deserve an explanation if you haven't read the message. Uh, when you go to delete a file from uh, OneDrive sync clients on either Windows or Mac, um, it will now display a message to you to say, hey, when you're deleting this file, it is going to be deleted from everywhere. Are you sure you want to do that? And it also includes some information there about if you are going to delete it, then you can restore it from the OneDrive recycle bin. So it is a bit of user education, and it'll pop up when you go to delete that um, that file from the OneDrive sync client for the first time. Uh, there is a tick box there to say, I don't want to know about this message each time I do this. Um, so you can tick that and you won't hear from it again. And there's also uh, something there for admins that they can turn the message off so that uh, people won't see it at all. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Uh, maybe there's some good valid reasons, but um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's it's just letting you know that there'll be that message and how to deal with it and the user education around use that uh, OneDrive recycle bin to restore the file. I kind of chuckle at the, the, the image within the message though, Daniel. Um, if you take a closer look, yeah. Uh, the the documents that, that have been deleted are foo doc and bar doc, not docx, so they're old documents. Right. And there's a one day, uh, uh, I guess, retention within the the OneDrive recycle bin. Yes. You've got one day, otherwise it's gone. It's toast. That now that's not in everyone's tenant. That's the screenshot. No. Um, and so yeah, I thought that was foo and then bar yes um some engineers been been uh, having a little their environments and little cheeky um yeah. and then uh the only other thing is about this is i don't under i don't know is everyone going to get this the first time they delete something after this update because it says the first delete well i've deleted stuff from OneDrive before so is everyone going to, we don't know the answer to that i don't think um because the way i read this initially was new users you know, that get this up, they have this new version or in the future, new users who first delete a document. But it could be that we all see this the first time. I'm not I sure. think we all see it. Yeah, I think, I so. think we all see it. But it's an assumption. It is uh, an assumption. Yeah. What's our callback this week, Daniel? So this remember <clears> the <throat> section people is about going back to a message where mm-hmm. something has actually landed. Funny thing. Probably half of our messages this week have actually landed. Yeah. We didn't get is a that chance funny? to call them back. Really, yeah. Daryl? Well, I'm laughing. I'm is laughing. it funny? Are you are you laughing <laughs> because it's it's uh, hilarious, or are you laughing because it being cynical? I don't know. But this is it's cynical. Add te- Microsoft Teams to your SharePoint site, team site. Sorry, MC two two seven three one two. And really, this was something that you know we talked about last. I guess it was November, uh, and this was uh, really just letting us know that this the timeline has been updated and it's rolling out. Uh, t- targeted release, you should already have it. Standard releases mm-hmm. early January through mid March, so everyone should have it in a couple weeks. Um, by in the couple weeks, and really, this is about when you go and you create a site, a SharePoint team site. Uh, you have this nice box at the bottom, and. I'm really liking these view image and new tab links in these messages. Mm. So I'm going to click this and not do that button, but do this button. Um, and so for those in the video, you, you, you know, you have the, the little 
um, box that's in the bottom left of your site that pops up and says, add real time chat. And it basically said, add Microsoft Teams, create a team for this site is, is what teamify. It teamify it. And wow. uh, so when you do that, though, now, and it, this happened to me last week, so uh, production tenant, you click on it. The, it doesn't go, OK, I, it used to just say, I'm creating it. Good. Good job. Jolly. Oh, um, <laughs> that was a terrible impression. Um, it uh, now says, OK, do you want to pin any of these items in SharePoint to a tab in the general channel of your new team? So you can pin the home page. So, you know, it'll bring that up. You can pin the document library um, that that may be in there. So you may have several document libraries, um, you know, a news item or so you can check several of those and add it to teams and uh, it'll go. So you can do pages, list and document libraries. Um, so that's uh, fantastic. I, you know, it is out there now. Um, and, uh, your users, if you haven't, you know, updated users on how to use this, you know, make sure you, you do update them. Um, what do you think Daryl? I mean, it really is just pinning stuff to the general channel and it's just making it easier, mm -hmm. right? It's not doing anything fancier other than just doing it at creation time. Yeah. It's not going to be something that we'll see happen often. Um, but if you're taking a team site, which is the, the whole goal of it was to um, to facilitate collaboration, mm -hmm. and you've been planning for a while to add teams to it so that you can have conversations and meetings mm -hmm. and, and all that other stuff that you can add to it, then this feature helps to pin some of those um, familiar and frequent uh, things about that team site so that you can already find it within that team that's created. Yeah. As you said, Daniel, it pins it to the general channel because that's the only channel that exists as you're creating the team right there and then. You might want to shift it around as you start to build out this new team and create different channels. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think even though it's not going to be used too frequently, it is going to help adoption mm -hmm. for people who will see those familiar elements and go, oh, I recognize that document library. I recognize that page. Um, this feels familiar to me. Yeah, I 100% agree. Well, that is our show. I do want to remind everybody about the clubhouse we're going to schedule. Um, so hit us up on uh, Twitter if you don't have an invite. And maybe we, can, if we have any left, we can give you one. Um, that'll be uh, Thursday end of day for me uh, in the U.S. Uh, time frame. Uh, I think 5 p.m. Central is around about what we're going to do and then about noon friday lunchtime uh for daryl in auckland new zealand um yeah so yeah it'll be fun yep and there is a microsoft ignite uh oh yes this week coming up um it is uh, look the sessions are live mm -hmm. uh we will attend as many as we can in between what we do for work yeah uh we may start a clubhouse Daniel and I also have access to a Twitter feature, which is very similar, called Spaces. Mm -hmm. And we might start one or two of those up just to have a bit of a discussion with people about sessions that they've attended. And we'll just you know, start talking as a community about the reactions and thoughts and, and learn from each other. Yeah, so make sure you follow the our us on Twitter, right? Our handles are right there 
uh, across the bottom. And if you're doing on the audio, it's Daniel Glenn and Daryl AAS. Um, And then, but also follow 365 MCS on Twitter. Um, We know there are far more, I can see the numbers, there are far more people that watch this video and listen to the podcast than are following us on Twitter and following us on LinkedIn. So please go out there and follow us and we'll uh, make sure that that account, um, you know, uh, retweets and the information about joining those spaces and as well as uh, Clubhouse. So yeah, um, I totally forgot about Ignite coming up. How did I do that? I don't know. Uh, but um, thank you for calling that out. Uh, make sure you register for Ignite. You'll have access to all those sessions at the end uh, and be able to watch those afterwards as well. So um, make sure you register and take in content from people like Daryl and others uh, that are going to be producing some great content and great collaboration um, with Table Talks and, and all that. So make sure you do that. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, We'll catch you uh, this week uh, for our talks uh, about Ignite and about uh, the the talkback. So uh, we'll uh, see you around. Bye-bye for now. Bye.